Are we going? Uh, yeah, we're rolling. So go for it. Today on Alphabetical, a day in the life. Hey, welcome back to Alphabetical. It's our podcast where we discuss the Beatles catalog in alphabetical order from 12 to Y. Today we're talking about A Day in the Life, which uh, a lot of people would say is the greatest Beatles song. In fact, Rolling Stone said it's the greatest Beatles song. They did, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm Pete the Retailer. I'm Alex Robinson. I'm Al Adam. And I'm still John Valdez. And so, let, yeah, let's, let's talk about A Day in the Life. 1967 came out. It was on Sgt. Pepper. Sgt. Pepper. Great album. June of 67. Yeah. It is, of course, a great song. My favorite album for a while and a great song. Not my favorite Beatles song. Hmm. I wouldn't say, well, you said it in your introduction, that it was the best Beatles song. Rolling, Rolling Stone, Stone said it was the greatest Beatles song of all time. Yeah. Rolling yeah. Stone also said it was the 28th best song of all time. Inclusive. Wow. Like, of all songs. Huh. I don't so agree that, with either of those. So were there 20 other, 27 other songs that were, n- none of them were Beatles songs? Right. Yes. Hmm. I don't think it's even my 28th favorite Beatles song. I, wow. It's really? low on my list. Yeah. Really? It's, yeah. it's after 12 Bar original or before? Uh, <laughs> wow. It's, it's in the neighborhood, probably. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, Are you sure you're on the right podcast? <laughs> it's a little too melancholy for you? Or? Alpha Rudical is well, next door, sir. <laughs> Does it scare you, the big musical parts? They well, freaks you out? No, here's what it is. It's, I love when you get that synergy of Lennon and McCartney and... You know, other songs. You know, are, are yeah. Off, I mean, it's, you know, Harrison it's not songs are great. More clear cut in any great. other song than this one. But it's this is literally cut together. Synergy. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> a it's not a Lennon and McCartney song. It's a Lennon song, comma pasted McCartney. into a Beatles yeah. song, tacked onto the end of an album that it has nothing to do with. Yeah. Right. Like, so, I it, so the I, end product is great. I don't. You know, it's not my favorite. Well, we certainly can't convince you that it is, in fact, your favorite. Right. But you, you can, can see that it is the greatest song they ever did. <laughs> yes, as can I. I don't, think it, I don't necessarily think it's the greatest song. I think I love the song. I, would, I gave it in my notes. I have five alarm clocks. That's what I, my best rating. <laughs> the strawberry get. alarm clocks. <laughs> um, but I, don't, I think it's a weird song. And I wouldn't say it's, it's not a typical song for them. That's why I wouldn't say it is their greatest song. Just because it's such a... It's it's unlike a lot of their rest of their material. See, if any, I think it's stereotypical John and stereotypical Paul just taped together. Hmm. See, I don't have any problem in an with that. Stereotypical way, though, you know. Yeah. Well, I wrote down some factoids about this thing. Okay. All right. Sure. Uh, it was Paul McCartney's idea to use the orchestra as mm-hmm. the linking kind of thing. Uh, there were forty people in the orchestra. Though he wanted 90. Did he want 90? He wanted 90. <sighs> wow. Classic wow. Paul. A full 90. <laughs> 90. Hey, 90. maybe we should do 90 people. Uh, this is interesting. I thought the famous you know, piano thing at the end. Dong, the E major. Yes. Yeah. Originally, they experimented with humming. All going, uh, hum. Like, uh, what is that, different strokes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess they... I guess they and that's how they got the idea for different strokes. Right. The whole series <laughs> came well, out of that one funny, outtake. Funny story is, on the train ride here, as the mm-hmm. sixth train was slowing to the stop, the went, E major chord went off, and it lasted until the train pulled into the station. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's great. And also, when I got on the train, some guy got off in front of me wearing a Beatles Let It Be shirt. And I was like, oh, this is a sign. Hmm. Wow. And you were sitting on a piano seat, and you, yeah. <laughs> and you got up. 
yeah, so humming. They did not go with the Hummer. No. <laughs> no. Uh, um, they, but they did what, they didn't slow down the, the note, right? They, they ended up gradually cranking up the volume yeah, to make yeah. it last longer. They brought up the mic. And I know, if I, when I've listened to this on headphones, and that you crank it up on your headphones, those closing moments, you can hear, like, someone's chair going, like, right. like their chair creaking. And you can also, it sounds like an air conditioner in, the, in like, hmm. the studio. So uh, I encourage the listeners at home to crank up their volume and listen yes. to our chairs creaking and our air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, our dogs creaking all throughout the podcast. Dog whimpering. <laughs> and dogs and cats in the city. Uh, this is also, this is not from a Rolling Stone list. This is just uh, noted as one of the most Mad famous. Mad Magazine said the worst yeah. song the Beatles ever made. <laughs> they gave it a bleh. Um, <laughs> that was one of, the most, uh, one of the most famous chords in musical history. I wouldn't argue that. Yeah. We're going to actually, really soon, we'll get to another of the most famous chords in musical history, but that's for another episode. Dun, 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 dun. That one? Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, one thing that I do, uh, one thing that made me like this song more is uh-huh. on the anthologies. So you, you originally you gave it a zero, and now you're giving originally, it you're giving I, one alarm clock. Yeah, I gave it a bomb <laughs> rating. I gave it the big... Uh, you like the guy counting in the uh, anthology? Uh, no, I love uh, when Mal John's Evans. kind of prepping and he, like, in his head to get the rhythm. He's like, sugar plum fairy. Oh, yeah, sugar, sugar plum, plum fairy. fairy. Yeah. That yeah. made me like it a lot. I was like, oh, that, I, that gave it a little bit of heart that I don't, I don't normally see in it. You grudgingly said, all right, I guess it's not the worst yeah, it's song. it's not the worst. Lower. It's got a sugar plum fairy in it. <laughs> Mal Evans, uh, Beatles roadie Mal Evans is, the guy, Mal Evans is the guy counting off and, then, know, and ringing an alarm clock yeah, to indicate re- when... Uh, counting off during they, the orchestra. They, they, yeah. they weren't yeah. sure they wanted to keep that, but it was just... Yeah. They liked the way it sounded. So. Mm-hmm. The alarm clock or the yeah, counting? the alarm clock. It's weird. Well, the thing I like <laughs> about the alarm clock is it neatly segues into Paul McCartney saying he woke up, got out of bed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, that's kind of a no-brainer. You know, oh, using, sorry. Uh, <laughs> using an alarm but clock. But I thought it was weird that they um, had Mal Evans use an alarm clock. You're like, you musicians, you can't count out bars and be like, uh, the, you know, like they had to have a guy make a loud noise on the right. track in order to know when they're supposed to start. Yeah, I mean, this was the 60s. Yeah, yeah and they were so zonked out on uh, <laughs> Percocet. I, I, re- I remember when I first um, heard the anthology, the, the, the take of that and uh, the counting it did. I was a teenager. It didn't dawn on me that that it was a functional thing. Yeah, I just thought it was like experimental. Same here. You know? Yeah, I was just like, whoa, artistic, that's crazy. He's yeah. counting yeah. numbers. He's blowing your mind with oh, numbers. Because the anthology version is go. The anthology version is the first version I was really familiar with. Hmm. Oh, really? That's so weird. Yeah, that is crazy. Because I was I was maybe like twelve when it came out. I think, hmm. and that's when I kind of like jumped heavy into the Beatles. My mom was like, "You always like the songs you hear, so here." I bought you these. Listen. Hmm. You always like the songs you hear, is what you said? <laughs> uh, just various Beatles songs. They're very easy to I've, I've come to the conclusion myself. You listen to whatever I give you here. Yeah. It's true. That's the weirdest. I, that's the strangest thing is that you got into the Beatles by listening to the anthology. Well, like I knew. Volume I, two of the anthology. No, well, I mean, I knew. I While knew. you're watching Phantom Menace for the first time <laughs> in the Star Wars movie. I knew. No, you watched I knew. Spaceballs before you watched Star oh, Wars. Oh, yes. Spaceballs. Yes, yes, yes. Right. yes. <laughs> Can't talk about Star Wars. No. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm bound to not talk about Star Wars. I was familiar with a lot of their other songs, but like the deeper stuff, you know, yeah. that you wouldn't hear popping up everywhere. Yeah. So you haven't heard like any Sgt. Pepper up until that point not really yeah i remember the first time i saw anything for hello uh hello Hello goodbye Goodbye was uh like a channel seven special and they were doing the anthology special and just they had like a video for it It was like what is this this is amazing Hmm. and just 
kept going from there. Well, this isn't. I mean, maybe it is now. I don't remember it being much of a radio cut at the yeah it's uh, six, six minutes or something. At right? least on like classic rock stations, like, yeah, um, or oldie stations, whatever wherever they would play it at the time when I was growing up. I don't up. know like, where you know, would... There's a lot of songs that are yeah kind of standards because of that. But this, you have to actually kind of get into the albums to get it. Yeah, or the anthologies in Adam's case. Yeah, I think. I mean, I was lucky. A lot of this was introduced to me from my guitar teacher. And I was learning the guitar when I was like nine or ten. Um, he was a huge Beatles fan, and so he taught me a lot of these songs. And if it wasn't for that, I don't know. Like, no one in my family really was into the Beatles that much. And the mm. way you would see them, you know, Hard Day's Night was on every now and then. Right. My favorite part of this whole song is Sugar Plum Fairy. Sugar Plum Fairy <laughs> uh, is the part where um, after Paul's bit. When John Lennon comes back in and he's kind of this ethereal voice and it goes kind of like that. Ah, I can't sing. So, ah, <laughs> you know, the, the yeah. yeah. And I just love that because it's it, when you especially when you listen on headphones, because his voice goes from like one speaker to the other speaker. And then kind of like I always picture like this kind of disembodied John Lennon, like flying it's around the ghost of John Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just, you know, just a really like a trippy. I think it's like the trippiest part of the song. Hmm. And, and, yeah. And I mean, what is why, the trippy period for the voice? You know? All right. Sorry yeah. to say, but so Pete is wrong. But, uh, I'm wrong. Establish that. Right. I probably, I would put it uh, down yeah. there with, uh, with 12 bar so far. Consistently Put low ratings for these, these oh, Beatles. Boy. I don't know what, what <laughs> you kids have been two talking two-way ratings? Yeah. Uh, how many alarm clocks do you guys give it? Oh, yeah. I forgot we're doing alarm clocks now. Five yeah. alarm clocks. Five alarm clocks for me. I'd give it four. Four alarm. Even the anthology version. Yes. And we know Pete <laughs> grudgingly gives four and a half alarm clocks. <laughs> give four half alarm clocks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there would be math. Uh, so, Cover. Uh, the group Big Daddy, who's kind of, uh, you're going to discover that I love novelty songs over the course of this podcast. Big, the group Big Daddy, their gimmick is that they take songs and they cover them in like a 50s style. Mm-hmm. And they covered this in a sort of Buddy Holly-esque version. Hmm. And uh, complete with hiccups and uh, plane crash at the end. Instead of, uh-huh. instead, of the, instead of the note at the end, right. it's you hear the plane crash and then an announcer saying, oh, Buddy Holly was killed. So anyway, it's a really fun version. Uh, can I throw, I'm going to recommend a different cover if I may. <laughs> well, oh. even though you, I don't think you hate the song. So what I is do, My cover is Sympathy for the Devil. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling Stone. Uh, no, my cover is by Rick Moranis. What, on really? Cover this? Yeah, on his oh, album. On his country album? No. Gore Forbid? No, no. On, on his, his uh, previous album. Jewish you, album? Music and Me. Mm-hmm. Is it a Jewish um, album? No, it's a comedy kind if of it's album. it's country, it's got to be Jewish, right? Yeah. Well, all the, work, is the Hoser one, the one where he was the, those, the, no. the drunk guys from Canada? No. Well, those guys it's called the McKenzie Rick Brothers. by himself. Yeah. It's called uh-huh. You, Me, The Music, and Me. He does like a lot of you know, music uh, yeah. kind of parody uh-huh. stuff and some DJ stuff. Uh, and he does a version of this where he transposes the tone, basically. Uh-huh. So he starts out uh, with a very kind of like jazz swinging. He's like, I read the news today, oh boy. Like, and then it slows down and gets kind of you know slow and acoustic and, and uh, spacey for the part where he's like, got up, got out of bed, dragged a chrome <laughs> across my head. He's good. I like it. Hmm. All right. Can I mention one more thing? I just, Another just popped cover? in my head. Another cover? No, not oh. a cover, but it kind of has to do with this. I don't know if any of you guys ever watched the Powerpuff Girls. I've seen it. There's one episode that's just all about the Beatles. Like hmm. e- almost every single line spoken is a reference directly lyrical or just like song title to everything Beatles. And there's one point where the professor's trying to console the girls and he's he's like I read the news today and it's just <laughs> and it's just bouncing through so many 
like different things from the song, and it's so worth it. Totally nice. check it out. All right. All right. Well, shout out to Powderpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff. Come on. Come on. Sorry. All right. So that's uh, that's it for a day in the life. We uh, some of us liked it, some of us didn't. <laughs> we uh, will uh, see you guys back here on Friday for a hard day's night. I know that song. Yeah, it's a good one. Take care, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>